We're starting a new series today, and because we've got a number of things going on today, it won't be as long as today, but uh, starting a new series for the rest of the month, and, and, and the name of this series is entitled Believe. And um, I taught something along this line a couple of years ago during uh, the month of December, during the Christmas season. And some of what I'm going to share today will be, uh, will be from that series, but I've got some new things in regards to it. And so, so I, I really encourage you to open your heart and learn what it really means to believe. What it really, truly means to believe. We're going to give some examples of, you know, of the, of the mother of Jesus and how she believed and what, what all, you know, the, from, from Genesis to Revelation, what the whole Bible talks about and focuses on concerning believing. But today I, I want to give you a definition of the word believe. Um, it's a really, really long definition. So, listen closely. Believe is to trust. That's what we're going to focus on for this month. To believe is to trust. To disbelieve or to live and operate in doubt is to disbelieve or not believe. And God desires for us to truly believe in Him and in His Word. Amen? God wants you and I to believe. And today, I want, I want you to just follow with me in some scriptures and examples. In a moment, I have a little video I want you to watch. And just follow with me as we, as we go through scripture. Um, in Mark 11 and verse 22... Jesus made this statement. This is, this is how you believe. We won't go into all the foundational teaching on believing, but, but this is our foundational scripture concerning believing. So Jesus said to them, to his disciples, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes. Surely I say to you, I'm reading it again, whoever says to this mountain, not a literal mountain, but an issue or a strong something that's going on in your life, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things that he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask, When you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So, believing is a choice, but it has to be developed. And true believing has to be developed according to the Word of God. What is believing? It's to trust. You have to trust God for the things that He's promised you And yet, you have to believe them even when you don't see them. And this verse of Scripture clearly outlines that, but it's something that you have to develop because you have to believe that what this verse of Scripture says right here, these three verses, is absolutely true. 
Can you say amen? In Mark chapter 9 and verse 23, there's a whole story here in the person that's involved and the person's son that's involved. But Jesus asked this question. Jesus said to this man, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, I want you to say this after me. I can. All things are possible to him that believes. I'm telling you today, you can believe. Well, you know, I'll try. No, no, no. I'm telling you today, God sets you up already to believe, to trust him. It's already on the inside of you. Well, how do you know that? Glad you asked. Romans 12 and verse 3. Look at this verse. For I say through the grace given me, to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. To each one. If you are here Wednesday night, I made this comment that for years, it wasn't that it was actually necessarily preached this way, but for years... I, I took that verse of Scripture as saying that God had dealt to each man a measure of faith when they got saved. It didn't say that. It said that He's given to each man a measure of faith. God has put inside of each of us a measure of faith, and if that faith gets developed, then what it will produce is trust. The moment that you were conceived in your DNA was a measure of faith from God. One of the things that I do every day, if you're a part of this church or you're part of a lot of different people that I pray for on a daily basis, Paul said, I can't not pray for you if I'm going to preach this kind of word to you. One of the things I pray every day, Father, I thank you that the people of gates of the city, that the faith that's in them is being released. The faith that's in them is trusting you. You have to get the entrance of God's Word developing that ability to have faith and trust. But I'm telling you today, you can trust Him. You can believe in Him. You can believe for anything in life because He said you could. And He put the ability for you to believe already on the inside of you. Man. If I wasn't preaching, I'd be shouting. <laughs> Believing in the name of Jesus is your only victory. There is no other victory outside of that. A lot of people disagree with you about that. <clears throat> That's not politically correct. You should have the option to do and believe whatever you want to, and you do. You, and nobody's going to force you to believe ever. You can believe whatever you want. But I'm choosing to believe the God of the Bible. And that's what we're preaching about today. So I'm telling you, he's, if, you're, if, you're, if you're involved in developing your relationship with the God of the Bible, the name of Jesus and believing in that name is your only victory. There's no victory outside of that. At all, 
in any way, shape, or form, there's no victory. No victory. I don't care what it looks like, there's no victory. And you must understand how that, how that works and how that operates. So, what I want to talk about just for a minute, and then I want to read the story, the Christmas story concerning Mary, for a specific reason. But I want to talk about something in Scripture that's really clear, and I want to read James chapter 1 and verse 2, starting with verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. That word perfect there is developed, mature, a, a maturity that is being developed. And he said, if you do, you lack nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and, he will, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like the wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because he's double-minded, unstable in all of his ways. Double-minded. And what double-minded means is two ways of thinking. With God, it's one way of thinking. Now, how many have ever watched the movie Braveheart? Come on, real high. Okay, so most of you know the story, so I'll explain the little video clip afterwards. Watch this. I'm the one who's rotting. But I think your face looks graver than mine. Son. We must have alliance with England to prevail here. You achieved that. You saved your family, increased your land. In time, he will have all the power in Scotland. Lands, titles, men, power, nothing. Nothing? I have nothing. Men fight for me, because if they do not, I throw them off my land and I starve their wives and their children. Those men who bled the ground red at Falkirk, they fought for William Wallace, and he fights for something that I've never had. And I took it from him when I betrayed him, and I saw it in his face on the battlefield. And it's tearing me apart. Well, all men betray. All lose heart. I don't want to lose heart! I want to believe as he does. I will never be on the wrong side again. I want to believe 
I can tell you, as Robert the Bruce said there, I have been on the wrong side, and I will never be on the wrong side again in my life. Ever. Robert the Bruce was influenced by, by his father. He was influenced by people. He, he was influenced by the opinions of other people. He was double-minded. And so when it came to a day when Scotland could have won on the, on the battlefield, whatever that battlefield was, they could have won that day. They could have won and overcome that day, but he was double-minded. He wanted to do what was right, but he was on the wrong side. He was on the wrong side of his thinking. He wanted to do what was right, but he didn't. And he told his father right there, to believe is a choice, and then it has to be developed. And he made a choice and with that choice, created the freedom of a whole nation. Robert the Bruce's choice, because of his position, his title, it produced the true freedom. William Wallace, if you know the story there, William Wallace and his, and, and his passion to win helped the thing along, but it was this choice to believe that ultimately won the freedom through Robert the Bruce. Well, all of us, everybody sitting here today, started with two or more thought processes and ideas, ways of thinking. What has to happen is that in this passage we just read, faith, true faith, is single-minded. It only thinks one way. What way is that? God's. And what we have to get out of ourselves is the opinions of other people and the fear of other people and the fear of other situations. And we have to think like God and become single-minded people and be delivered of thinking all different types of ways that want to rob us from being recipients of the promises of God. And we have to choose to do that. Like I said, everybody starts in life. With one, with, with one way of thinking or, or another. More than one way of thinking. And most people start out not with God's way of thinking. And so it has to be developed. We have to become single-minded people. Because if we don't, what did he say? You won't receive anything from the Lord. That's a promise. So I made a choice, as Robert the Bruce made a choice, I'll never be on the wrong side again, ever. Never. I'll never think wrong. When my thinking gets off in a specific situation, I will renew my mind. Thank God for the Holy Spirit and the power of God's Word to renew the way that I think that I become single-minded. We have to work at it all the days of our life. That's why, listen to me, 60% of your life is spent developing faith. And even though it's so simple, it's not always easy to walk through it's not burdensome it's not heavy because jesus said my my yoke is easy and my burden is light but it takes determination to stay with it and not quit and when we don't quit we begin we we, we're we're receiving listen listen thank god for the other 40 percent 
But you'll never see the results of the 40 if you don't live in the 60. Gosh, I wish I could tell you something else, but it won't work any other way. So we must choose every day to say, I will never think on the wrong side again. I'll never think. You have to make that choice every day. You have to make the choice to declare today, I'm healed. And I'll never think on the other side again. I am not in Christ Jesus based on the Word of God. I'm not, ta- I'm not telling you something that's just my idea off the top of my head. In the Word of God, I am not the sick trying to get well. I am the healed and sickness and disease has no right in my body. I will never be on the other side. I'll never go over there ever again. I'll never live there. Never. 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 I've struggled with thoughts at times concerning those things, but there was a day I crossed over. I didn't say I've never had symptoms in my body and those kind of things. No, but when symptoms come, I'm denying them the right to remain in my body. Never cross over. I'll never be over there again. Can you say amen? Everybody say, I'm a winner. winner. I'll never think any other way of myself, ever, ever. It doesn't matter what it looks like. Now, I'll not let the opinions of other people, what other people think about me or whatever, in, in any way, shape, or form. I'll never think that way ever. I'll never live on that other side. I'm a winner. Done. Winner. Everybody say winner. Say it. I'm a winner. Why? Because God said you are. We're just basing it on what He said. Amen? Say this. I'm loved by God. Actually, you're His favorite. If you believe it. I'm His favorite. I am literally his favorite. But so if you, if you believe it. I, I don't know how he does that. It's kind of like, you know, if you have more than one child, uh, how do you love one more than, I don't know, you just, you, you, you love them. How do you, how do you not love one more than the other? You love them both the same, maybe in different ways, but you love them both the same. That's the way it is with God. He loves us all. I'm loved by God. It's a promise. I'll never, I'll never go on the other side and think, God doesn't love me because I made a mistake or I did this. I mean, I've, I got... A boatload of mistakes I've made in my life. But God still loves me and he empowers me to do what's right today and not continue to make those mistakes. Woo! Can you say amen? amen. And then say this, I am the head and I'm not the tail. Ever. I will never be the tail. And I'm just telling you today, just because you say that doesn't mean that you won't think that. You have to begin to say that and then you have to begin to believe that. He said I'm the head and not the tail. If he said it, then I'm believing his way of thinking and I'm not letting the double standard, double way of thinking control my life. Because I don't want to be in a place where I'm receiving nothing from the Lord. I'm receiving everything he has for me. I'm, on, I'm under an open heaven receiving all that God has. Can you say amen to that? So, in bringing this to conclusion, I want to read to you today the Christmas story, just start, not the whole thing, but starting in Luke chapter 1 and verse 26. And in the sixth month, and I'm reading out of the NIV translation, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, 
God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you're highly favored. You're highly favored. Um, do you think God goes and He picks somebody to do something and then it doesn't work out and then He goes, oh man, I picked the wrong one. No. When God picks someone, He picks them looking at their heart. Notice who she's a descendant of? The poor little stupid shepherd boy. Hmm? And if you've ever considered yourself as a poor little stupid whatever, you're not that. And you're not that no matter what, but I'm telling you, you're really not that if you believe you're not that. David didn't believe it. He believed he was something because he trusted God. So I'm telling you, we're talking about a girl, 16-year-old girl, that had a developed trust in God or God wouldn't have picked her. Because her uncle failed the test in the first part of Luke 1. <laughs> anyway. The angel went to her and said, uh, your high, greetings, you're highly favored. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. Angel didn't make a mistake. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled with his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. This is a 16-year-old girl. Never been with another guy. You, um, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You are to call him Jesus. He will be great and be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give you the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never... Will, his kingdom... Uh, will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? That's an honest question. Everybody say, that's honest. Okay? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. No word from God will ever fail. Mary, you're highly favored. Where is God looking at? At the way she looks, how old she is, how developed she is, uh, how many years she's been on the planet? No, he's looking at her heart. Now watch this. And the Lord's servant Mary answered, ha, May your word to me be fulfilled. And the angel left her. What did Mary say? Now look, look, look. Did Mary have some questions? I mean, did the angel startle her? Okay? If you're waking up and, and, and you're in sleep in the middle of the night and there's a, a, you know, a 12-foot guy in a white sheet uh, standing next to you, are you going to be a little startled? Okay? I mean, no, nothing wrong. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, angel of the Lord. Okay. I know about angels. All right. I trust God. All right. All right. So she didn't, she didn't freak out and do whatever. She, she kept wanting it. Right? And, and, and then she asks 
a really important question. I think she was asking, do you not think that I'm a virgin? I think she's asking that question, do you not think that I'm a virgin? And then he explains what's going to happen. And when he explains it is when our deliverance started. God had to find somebody. He had to find, and who did he find? Somebody that was developed in faith and trust in God. Or she wouldn't, she would have said, you know what? You're a loony. What the heck? I can't have a child. The Holy Spirit's going to do what? Huh? I mean, she was 16 years old. She knew enough about life, what it was going to take to become pregnant. No. She trusted God. So be it, according to the word. I believe the word of God. And so, you and I were liberated and free because of her choice. Do you think every single day of our lives as we're developing this faith and this trust to believe, as I started my message out, the, the measures of faith that are in other people, when you see people around that are not believing, that are doing crazy things, that are nuts, that aren't even born again, and they're, do, they're, they're doing all kinds of things, do you know you have the ability inside of you, if you're developing your confidence and trust in God, to begin to pray that their eyes be opened up, that the faith that's already in the inside of them can be released, that they can choose and make the choice to believe, number one, in salvation, number two, in everything else that in life, that you have the ability to help them along. You can't do it for them. You can't make the choice for them. But you can pray that their eyes be opened up to see how real and how clear God is. I'm just telling you today, I feel like we can win the whole world. With that revelation right there, I feel like we can win the whole world. And that was God's plan when he went to Mary. He didn't tell her this. Look, Mary, he could have come and said, look, this is a big ask. This is a big one. Okay? And if you don't say the right stuff, man, the whole thing's going to fail. He gave her the ability to choose. But God had faith in what was in her. It was already there. She had it on the inside of her to believe. And she had developed a trust, and yet she wasn't even born again. She was on that side of the cross. But she opened the door for all of humanity to be liberated and free through Jesus Christ. People that get mad about people that make a big deal out of Mary, man, she's second on my list. Jesus, number one, but man, the choice that that woman made to, t to let happen to her at 16 years old and liberated my life, I mean, she's up there. And you and I can live our lives in such a way that we help other people be saved and delivered the same way Mary did for all of humanity. We can carry it out every single day. I'll end with this verse. Hebrews 10 and verse 37. I'm going to end with this thought for you. For yet a little while, and he who is coming will come, and he will not tarry. 
Now the just shall live by faith, but if anyone draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who are drawing back. Say, I'm not drawing back. back. Nuh-uh. We're not of those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul, the renewing of the mind, being confident in who we are and why we're here, what our purpose is here, and what we're here to fulfill. And I'll just tell you this. If this isn't your goal, you'll mess with this all of your life. And it's this. We believe we are changing from two thoughts to one, no matter how long it takes. Two ways of thinking, everybody else's and God's, to God's. And we battle with it every day. Man, we live in a we, we live in a in a in a information highway out there through news media and channels and everything coming to us from every direction. All these different ideas, how to be politically correct. Do you, are you a Democrat or a Republican? Or do you believe this or that? Do you hate this one or hate that? No, I'm not hating anybody. Hmm? No hate, no hate, no hate, no hate. Pastor Bill Winston says, no hate, no hate, no hate. I choose not to hate. I choose not to give place to any of that. Why? What's it going to do? People that I think are nuts, I'm praying that faith is being released in them. Have you noticed how many movie stars and singers and different ones are getting saved? Huh? Kanye West? Wow! Come on! Well, yeah, but he's, he's still... Air- you know, I, shut the whatever. I mean, the guy, the guy got born again, and he's, and a thousand people got saved in, in, in his, whatever you want to call it, you know, uh, mobile church. A thousand people in one service. When's the last time you heard of a thousand people getting saved in the United States? You know, the country western guy, Blake Shelton, did you hear about his salvation? You're even more shocked than Kanye West, right? I mean, truly. I mean, and, and we got a news media that's talking about it. One of the major news medias talking about all these people getting saved. It's a phenomenon. You know why? Because people are praying that the faith inside of others is being released and it's changing the world. I, I've, I've come to the realization that everybody can get saved and nobody has to go to hell. I just, I, 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 and you know what? I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm getting my body in better shape and doing more with, you know, because I gotta live here a long time because I got a lot to do. I mean, there's, how many billion people are on the planet? Is it three or six? <laughs> so, somewhere out there, there's a bunch, right? There's a lot! And, and a big number of them aren't saved. And, and there's a lot of them that are saved that they don't even know if they're saved or not. Because they don't like it. Well, I like it. And you get around me, you'll like it too. Hmm? But you just got to love people. But remember, we're going from two ways of thinking, two thought processes, to only God's. And we can win the world. Wow. Huh? We could win the world. I'm telling you right now, right here.
Kerrville, Texas, we can win the world. We can win.